Hey everyone, welcome back. Your favorite procrastinator, late to the party podcaster from North of the Moon is back. And I'm only a little late instead of way late this time. I almost gave up, but there are some things we need to discuss for Leo season. So let's get started off, like always, with some general information on Leo, the lion. Leo is the ninth sign of the zodiac, fixed fire energy ruled by the sun himself, represented or symbolized by the mighty and proud lion, and rules over the heart. All the phrases about Leo's association with a lion's pride or having a heart of a lion or king of the beasts are there for a reason. It's a sign that takes on its stereotypes very apparently. Leo energy is big, vibrant, courageous, loyal, dramatic, and generous. Leo brings a childlike vitality to dang near anything and everything they encounter. Leo has no problem speaking their mind and make natural leaders. They have an innate ability to make intuitive leaps and rarely lead themselves or their team astray. However, there are instances when their ego can get in the way of them hearing or seeing hearing or seeing anything other than what they've got going on. From the outside, this can give off the impression of being selfish, conceited, or superior to everybody else. But really, they're just trying to be the biggest and the best and give the biggest and the best they can to the ones they care about or the things they're passionate about. And all you need to do is just give them a little bit of dramatic, not dramatic, but give them a little showy recognition for their generosity or the things they bring to the table for you. It really goes a long way for Alito to receive that kind of recognition. On the emotional spectrum, Leo can range from youthful exuberance to a raging diva. <laughs> Even at rest, a person with a lot of strong or just strong Leo placements kind of remind me of a lion who at first glance looks to be sleeping or just totally chillaxed, but they can be on their feet pouncing at a moment's notice. And even though it seems like they're not paying attention, they are, trust me. They also have, or are known for fabulous hair. Um, it just goes back to that lion tie with the mane. They do usually care a lot about their hair, their appearance, and not necessarily like, they won't be up on the trends of the latest and greatest hairstyles, for instance, but it will definitely have its own style, its own flair, or they have a tendency to hang on to their favorite hairstyle or trend and rock it for years. <laughs> and most of the time, usually look pretty fabulous doing so. They also have a, a predisposition or uh, an attraction to finding great jewelry or wearing great jewelry. My mom is a Leo cancer cusp, but she loves jewelry and we have so much fun going jewelry shopping. 
and she can accessorize and put stuff together and she usually finds really great pieces. It's really interesting because, and then Miss Gloria herself has a couple Leo placements or at least one that I know of. And she always has great rings. I always compliment her on her jewelry because she always has great rings and she definitely has her own flair when it comes to her hairstyle. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It looks great, but it's, it's Gloria's hair. It's her thing. <laughs> Leo is probably one of the easier zodiacs to understand because it is such a public extroverted sign. There's really not much more I can say about Leo because they really do kind of wear their heart on their sleeve and they will tell you about it. There's not much more I can add. <laughs> so the one thing I will say is about Leo that I think felt should be emphasized is they may not be as selfish or conceited or, you know, drama queens as you might think. They really do have a generous heart and are 90% looking out for the best interests of others in the guise of taking on that burden themselves. Okay, I know I've already missed the new moon. Again, shame on me. But I'm trying to slap this thing together to get this done in time for some other big aspects coming up shortly. Gloria already nailed down the Mars-Uranus interaction, interactions that I wanted to touch on. This energy will linger for a couple days, so if you need some extra insight or need to be reminded of what that is, you can go read the daily notes on Facebook or Instagram for August 1st and 2nd, and probably July 31st. The one thing I want to mention on top of what she already did is that Mars is also in conjunction with the North Node. This aspect to me says, push the little red button. Go ahead and execute your plans or you may suddenly find yourself propelled into action regarding karmic destiny. Now I know that sounds ambiguous and you may think, come on Amanda, that sounds like every other astrology shtick out there. So I ask you to think about moments when you're presented with opportunity and you hear that little voice inside your head say, I could be really good at that, or I'd totally crush it. Those are the times you should consider taking advantage of Mars's action energy and execute. August 4th sees Mercury move into the move into the sign of Virgo. All the flair and panache that Mercury and Leo had is going to dial back and become more pragmatic. Mercury in Virgo is going to be more thorough calculated and precise in regards to how we communicate our thought processes our thought processes or intellectual means all things mercurial will be more grounded and scientific versus emotional and dramatic do you see a pattern here with old merc mercury is doing this thing where he makes you check your inner world with your outer world and vice versa and throws curveballs along the way that aren't meant to derail you necessarily, but definitely force yourself to validate if you're working from your core. So see if you can pick up or recognize the back and forth playing out. I've come to kind of enjoy watching and observing other people through Mercury's travels. I will definitely 
go check the planetary alignments if I feel that something's particularly wacky one day or just, you know, just can't focus or can't seem to think, get things straight. And usually it's Mercury doing some kind of weird dance, but it's all good. It's meant to do that. It's meant to, to force yourself to check in. August 7th sees a couple strong aspects, a couple few, actually. <laughs> we'll start with a square between Mars and Saturn, both in the sign of Taurus. One says stop, the other says maybe go, question <laughs> mark. This can feel like you are suddenly stopped in your tracks and can even physically manifest as a zero to no energy to do anything. Use the staying power or stamina to power through the other tough aspects of Uranus square Saturn, which could spontaneously combust everything. And I'm talking about Uranus there. The key is to use the power of the Tarinian bull, so to speak, to act methodically and with purpose. I would advise against throwing all caution into the wind if faced with big or life-changing decisions around this time. Unless, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm never going to tell anybody just to, you know, shut down any opportunity, but really check in and make sure that it's in with alignment. And if there's any second guessing, I would maybe, you know, put it on hold and, you know, because if it's meant to be, it'll be just, there may be some extra strife or friction that comes along with making big decisions right now that, you know, you didn't see coming. Also on the 7th, Venus will be trying with Neptune. If you're feeling too heavy with all the malefic planets, so the malefic planets being Saturn and Mars, Rolling the dice um, kind of with the harbinger of chaos, which is Mr. Uranus. You know, try lightening the mood, if you will, by tapping into the watery and nebulous pool of escapism accompanying this trine aspect. This energy has the potential to create the ultimate Hallmark card romance in our heads. Be careful not to construct unrealistic fantasies for romance and relationships during this time. Now, not everything associated with Venus is straight love and romance. But because the sun is in Leo, I feel this may be more applicable in those areas right now. So watch your wallet and don't get carried away trying to buy your affections from someone based on an illusion or a construct of love. Okay? Instead... Take advantage of the mysticism, kind of almost magical vibe this aspect has to offer for creative inspiration, um, aesthetic tastes, or artistic expressions of love and romance. So right on the heels of all this, Venus is going to be in opposition to Pluto on the 8th. So basically all the harmonious flow from her trine with Neptune could be given a reality check. And here's where I'm going to circle back to my words of caution about creating fantasy worlds with unrealistic expectations. I am going to relate it to a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde scenario. The deeper you go into fantasy land, the harder the reality check is going to hit you. Now, not trying to throw it all doom and gloom, but 
it's good to have a heads up. And the example that I gave is probably more on the extreme side, but it's Leo season. So we're going to be dramatic about it. (laughs) And hang on kids, because we're not done with Venus yet. Uh, I feel like she's kind of switched places with Mercury this month. Instead of Mercury busy running around talking to everybody at the party, she's doing her thing, making the rounds. On August 11th, Miss Venus will move into the sign of none other than Leo. So you guys know that one person or couple whose social media feed is a never-ending barrage of tributes, shoutouts, and tagging of one another in sappy memes. Yeah, that's a Leo Venus. And it could even extend to like their BFFs or their favorite friends or groups and family, kids, whatever, whatever they may may be passionate about. I mean, every meme about loyalty, dedication, admiration, going to the ends of the earth together, all of it, every single one gets tagged or shared to their page. And when you get the two, two of them going, it's like they're having a contest about how many times they can tag each other and how long they can make the string of cute, lovey emojis that follow in the comments between just them. And it gets longer and longer. And it's all public for everyone to see. They don't care. Or if it's not on the social media scene, which I, you know, I'm aware that that happens, they're consistently bragging about or talking about how special their partner is. They can't wait to get them out and put them on display to show their love, loyalty, and devotion. And they love being shown that kind of attention in return. So they love showing them off and they love the attention they get from having such a sweet partner or cool partner. You know, they're, they love that, you know, it kind of brings that like everybody's jealous because look what I got kind of a thing. Big romantic gestures go hand in hand with this placement. So go ahead and post the sappy meme, I guess. Dedicate the song or recite the poem. Um, Show up with roses or a little something kind of luxurious on your next date that shows them that you're there for them. And it shows everybody else too. They love it. Now, outside of the relationship realm, A Leo Venus loves opulence and luxurious things. Think a celebrity flash or rich and famous type opulence and grandeur. So I did something kind of a little different, a little extra, a little extra something something for this placement. I decided to pull a card from a classic tarot deck to give some extra insight I decided to pull a card from a classic tarot deck to give some extra insight or guidance, and I pulled none other than the Queen of Swords. Now, I'm not going to dive into my interpretation on that. You, my friends, will have fun with that one on your own. I would advise trying to find somebody else who kind of does tarot or astrology, um, And so you just see what they have to say on that interpretation for the Queen of Swords in association with a Leo Venus. There may be something there for you or not. That's up to you. Okay. Who's ready for the full moon? August 12th is the full moon in the sign of Aquarius. I'm looking forward to this one. 
This is a prime opportunity to release, dump, separate, let go of any accumulated emotional baggage from all the dynamic hard aspects from the malefic planets in previous days. Aquarius's detached air energy and need for individualism can act like a lifeboat to escape from residual anger, fear, jealousy, resentment, or even victimhood. All I gotta say is take a deep breath and let it go, baby. Just let it all go. Because another grind in the gears happens August 14th when guess who tries to be a party pooper again? It's Saturn. Saturn does. But really, I feel like Big Daddy Saturn is doing us some favors here. We're going to look at it from a positive note. Mars and Pluto are trying, but Mars and Saturn are squaring off. And why don't we just go ahead and throw the sun in the mix? Basically, the sun says, I want it my way. Mars and Pluto are on board, each with their own ulterior motives. However, Saturn steps in and asks Mars, our action energy, to think about what we are doing or our actions are going to affect humanity and our communities and how we work as a collective. Yeah, good luck with all that. (laughs) I would say, see how maintaining your individual sovereignty can play a role in the bigger picture. Finally, taking us near the end of Leo season will be Mars moving into the sign of Gemini. And this is going to lighten things up a little bit too, which we'll all be ready for. A Gemini Mars never stops moving or fidgeting. Air energy tends to avoid confrontation. So when faced with conflict, it's going to make moves to go around or abandon the effort altogether and then start over somewhere else. And more than likely, we'll have two to three other things already in the works at any given time, in any given stage. This energy is going to sit and impulsively ask questions until it gets the answers it wants, or it'll get bored and move on. Most of the time, a Gemini Mars already knows or has the information. It just wants validation. And let's be honest, they kind of really don't even care about the extra validation they know. They don't care what you think. Like I said, Mars moving into Gemini is going to give us a break from all the heavy earth energies and ruts. This energy will be able to help disseminate projects and activities with ease and confident precision. Cataloging and making moves for the progression of projects can also be taken in taken advantage of as well, and I suggest you do so. This is a great energy to take advantage of for fitting all the puzzle pieces together. And that pretty much wraps up Leo season. It's not really what I was expecting for some reason, but I don't really know what I was expecting. I guess when I when I think of Leo, I think of sunshine and playfulness and good times, but there's a lot of dynamic things happening now. And I think Leo is going to bring the leadership quality to the forefront and unwavering confidence to help us through these dynamic energies that might be a little bit hard hitting. 
but I'm sure, as in true Leo fashion, the answers are to be revealed if they are meant to do so and probably make a scene in the process. <laughs> Remember, you have the heart and courage of a lion. Shout at you later. Bye!